Oliver from Rugby League, in my opinion, here. And after, what, 18 years, Benji Marshall, one of, if not the most influential player in Rugby League history, which I'll get onto in a bit, has retired after an illustrious career. Over 300 NRL games played for the Tigers, the Dragons, the Broncos, and the Rabbitohs, of course, had a stint in Super Rugby as well with the Auckland Blues and to have a bit of a chat today about Benji's career, you know, it's not going to be a debate like yesterday. It's not going to be a heated debate. It's not going to be anything crazy. We're just here to talk a bit about Benji. But then, of course, at the end, we do have a question, uh, which would be the title of this podcast, which is, should Benji Marshall be an immortal? And to break it all down today, I'm here with my co-host, Cooper. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. So, first of all, uh, what were your immediate thoughts when Benji announced his retirement? When was it? Mon- it wasn't Monday. It was it was Tuesday, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Uh, days. Yeah. Wednesday, maybe. But sometime this week he did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'll honestly, um, I was honestly surprised. Like I knew he was getting up there in age, but the way he was kind of talking in the back end of last season, um, and even going into that grand final, kind of made me think he was going to play on another year. Um, and I think the Titans, I, it was all rumours, but I think the Titans were keen on signing him. South probably would have kept him there as a 14 if he wanted, but um, in the press conference he said he um, his family's made a lot of sacrifices for him, so it's time he took a sacrifice for his family, which I can respect. And, um, yeah, so, like, it was it was coming, but it still kind of did catch me by surprise because I honestly didn't think he was going to have another year. Um, don't know if he could have played... 80 minutes week in, week out as a starting seven or six anymore. But I think he was good in that 14 role. So, yeah, surprising for me. Yeah, definitely for me too, because during the week leading up to the grand final, he said that he felt his body uh, was fit and that he felt like he could go around for another year. So indicators were suggesting that he would play on. Heading into the grand final, though, I was of the opinion that if South Sydney lost the grand final, he'd go again another year, maybe just to yeah. try try once more to win a premiership. But I thought if South had won, he would retire. He, even with say, saying those comments that he felt his body was still fit enough um, yeah. and that he thought he was good to go another year, I feel like if he'd won a premiership, sort of like, I guess, Cameron Smith. I get the feeling maybe if Melbourne didn't win the comp, yeah. he'd play on a year, which in hindsight – as a Titans fan, maybe Penrith should have won that grand final so that Cam Smith could yeah. have signed on for a year at the Titans and then yeah. we wouldn't be talking about a Penrith Premiership this year. No, I, I still don't think the Titans would have won the comp. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, I honestly thought that because South Sydney lost, he'd at least give himself one more year and then cap it all off. And another thing too, uh, the Rugby League World Cup postponed until 2022. I believe Benji said in the past, uh, before it was postponed, that he would have wanted that to be his fairy tale ending, yeah. um, playing in one more World Cup, which I think he he would have still been selected for um, yeah. if it had gone ahead this year. So, I, again, I thought uh, once that was postponed, okay, now he's sort of got to go on another year um, yeah. to play for the Kiwis because uh, let's not forget in 2008, historically... New Zealand won their first ever Rugby League World Cup, uh, yeah. beating the Kangaroos in the World Cup final. And Benji Marshall would have just about been the 
best player during that whole tournament, the final. He absolutely lit it up. They were a great side, the Kiwis. And it was up against one of the strongest Australian sides we've probably ever seen. All the big hitters were there. And the Kiwis got it done in the end. So that's a bit disappointing as well. He won't get his swan song with the Kiwis. Uh, Although there was that game, I think, late 2019, where um, during the national anthem, he he started crying when he was brought back into the New Zealand squad. You could see how much it meant to him to represent his country. Uh, But we'll take things back a few years now because, Coop, what I want to ask you is what impact did Benji Marshall have on you growing up? Um, what, how did you perceive him? Yeah. How did how did Cooper show his support or maybe not non-support for Benji Marshall when growing up? I was um, not that I was like I never hated Benji, but like I wasn't a diehard um, Benji fan. Like everyone around me, um, all my mates at school were. Um, I've obviously mentioned in podcasts previous. I was just full on one-eyed Hayne supporter. That's the only football player I tried to be, or whatever. Um, so that was kind of me, but, um, yeah, Benji Marshall, like it's such a generic saying that, oh, he's the player that all the kids wanted to be, but genuinely, like, especially where I lived, it was always when I turned about like eight, nine, 10, um, for that period, everyone was trying to be Benji Marshall that, cause like, I don't know if you, um, whenever you played backyard football or football at school when you were a little kid, but, um, I don't know, back when I did, we pretended like we were a certain player, so we'd, we're, yeah. we'd, they were a certain player, they'd all have arguments over who was Benji and. So yeah, that he definitely um he was a fan favorite for a long time, it, and it was obviously because of his big step. But um, it wasn't until I got a bit older until I started really respecting um him as a player. Like I always thought he was a good player, but I think it was uh, probably when he went to that Broncos for the year uh, when he went to the Broncos for the year and kind of revived his co- career. Um, and then obviously he went back to the Tigers, where I kind of started really paying attention to him and um really kind of respecting his game. And yeah, so like as a little kid, I'm not going to lie because we're doing a Benji Marshall podcast and say I was a massive Benji fan and I used to watch all his highlights. Um, I did like him, but um, yeah, again, like I said, it wasn't until I got a bit older until I started really respecting him as a player. Yeah, so Benji was never my one out-and-out favourite, but he was one of my favourites. And I think part of the reason why I got pulled into the Benji mold of things is because I remember a lot of kids who I went to primary school with and used to play footy on the playground with were Tigers fans and yeah. Benji was probably the reason they were Tigers fans so the exact same um, you know we'd have our lunch and before we'd be able to go start playing footy while we're eating lunches when the massive debate happened amongst everyone who was going to be Benji I don't think I don't think I ever took part in the argument because I was never going to win but I think the rule was if it was your birthday then you automatically got to be Benji yeah, I got to be Benji once a year. So yeah, good. yeah, that, I think that's good. Also, I think Ben, like I could be completely off the mark and just forgetting about people here, but I think Benji Marshall could be the last person out of that group from like when I was a little kid watching rugby league, like the last player that played when I was a little kid. If that makes sense, yeah. Like, cause like all of like your JT, um, Smith, Cronk, Gi, they've all retired. Benji. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of some Gal retired. Um, so I think Benji might have been the last of that crop. Like, obviously, you adapt, the new players come through. And um, obviously, I only got to start watching these guys when they're on the older side of things. But I think he was the last one of that group, if I'm right. Um, I could be wrong. I could be missing out on a few people. But, yeah. So it's kind yeah. of like a... Um, the one, yeah. 
the one that pops out to me, and he didn't debut till 2007, right? But that's still childhood yep. era. Uh, Mitchell Pierce, and he yeah. was, he was yeah, young. Yeah. yeah, he was really young. So he he's still got a couple of years ahead of him. Um, I I know for a fact that there would definitely be players out there. Oh, 100%. But we, I, I'm just having, other than Mitchell Pierce, I'm having a bit of a, a mental blank. Yeah, of the Benjamin, because there are definitely players that have probably debuted in 2005, 2006 that are probably still going around, but like of that like superstar aura kind of just like household yeah. name type of people. Um, again, there could be people, and you're probably yeah. yelling at the screen right now saying, oh, my God, there's this person. But I think Benji may be the last one. Um so, yeah, it's kind of like the end of an era for, I don't know, 19, 20-year-olds um, that kind of yep. grew up watching these guys. So, yeah. Yeah, well, just on Benji's influence. So, we talked about how influential he was and how, I guess, he influenced us. Even though he wasn't your favourite player, you, yeah. you saw it, you were amongst it, the the Benji frenzy, if you will. Yeah. And, of course, um, at my school, if you got to be Benji, um, it was sort of like an unwritten rule. You got to do the sidestep, you got to do the yeah. flick pass, and you'd end up scoring just somehow, even if you weren't good, you'd end up scoring five tries that day, like yeah. if you got to be Benji. Um, but his influence on rugby league as a whole is huge, and that's why I said before he's arguably the most influential player in rugby league history because think about yeah. it, right? as much as people do want to harpen back to the old days and, and I get the nostalgia and people say the game was better back in the day, et cetera, et cetera, and we need to be going back to this, that, and the other. Rugby league is not about, well, sorry, the NRL and promoting rugby league is not about keeping the older fans who yeah. are moving on. It's about bringing in the younger generation because that's what's going to keep the game alive for years to come as they grow yeah. older and encouraging kids to play. And I would say right here, right now, there has not been a single player in the history of rugby league that has been as influential as Benji Marshall in doing that, yep. in bringing in our generation. And of course, I might be biased here because I am talking about our generation, but I've spoken to people who are older, right? Uh, at least a generation, sometimes a couple. And I've not had one of those people disagree that Benji Marshall has been more influential than any other rugby league player because I've asked them in their generation, you know, who who inspired them to play. And it's always a different answer. And it's never someone who had that massive yeah. influence on the entire generation. And yeah. it's crazy as well. Benji Marshall was able to do that off of one season where I think he was out injured for half the year. That's what a lot of people forget about 2005. He sort of came into it at the second half of the 05 season not too dissimilar from a certain uh, Jared Hayne we were talking about yesterday in 2009 yeah. obviously Haynes was a positional switch Benji's was I think coming back from injury I don't actually know how long he spent out with injury but I know there was a period of time he wasn't there but yeah. when he came back the highlight reels the flick pass the stepping and a lot of people can say oh yeah it's just flashy it's attractive but it was effective too the Tigers went on to win the yeah. comp you know what I mean yeah. like and, of course, we all know the flick pass of Pat Richards in the grand final. I know we're talking about Benji here, but also um, I like to give props to Pat Richards whenever I can because Benji flicked the pass to him, but Pat Richards still had plenty of work to do to get to that trial and form the pot. Yeah. I think it was Ty Williams. Yeah. He, he armed off. Um, so a great effort from both players there to create one of, if not the most memorable try in rugby league history i was going to say grand yeah. final history but pro probably rugby league history too uh there's going to be a lot of people 
uh, yelling at the screen right now and disagreeing um, because I'm going out on a limb and saying Benji was the is the most influential player in rugby league history, and that doesn't mean in in generations to come players can have a similar impact. You know, we could be a couple of years away from the massive Kalen Ponga season where he just absolutely tears people to shreds. I, I just yeah. I say Ponga because I feel like off the top of my head, and it's not to say he's going to be the best player in the game, etc. Like Benji wasn't the best player in the NRL in 2005, uh, most influential. Yeah. A Kalen Ponga or a Latrell Mitchell can be that for the, the next generation coming through. Yeah. Possibly even Nathan Cleary, uh, just with his great game control and his ability to run the ball as well. Um, but it's going to be hard to top Benji. It's going to be really hard to top the influence that Benji had. It, yeah. Do you disagree with any of this, Cooper? No, I, feel like- I, I actually 100% agree. I would consider Benji Marshall like the... Um, um, again, we might not have many NBA viewers who listen to this, but because um, obviously it's a football podcast, but I'll probably compare him to like Steph Curry, where he's not right. the best player of all time, but he's changed the game. Does like... Back before Steph Curry was a big thing, no one was going up 30-foot threes and stuff like that in the park and trying to do all that type of stuff. And before Benji, no one was really trying to, in the backyard, flick pass. Maybe some people were, but people would flick pass and then same Benji when they flicked pass. And, um, yeah, I think he's had the biggest impact on the game um, as a recent for sure. I can't really comment back on, like, the 60s or something like that, but... In my lifetime, he's probably had the biggest impact on change the way the game's played nowadays. And that 2005 Tigers team kind of um, they play like a different brand of footy. Like I haven't done a whole lot of research on their season or whatever, but from yeah. what I've heard from people, they played a really fast-paced kind of almost like a touch football type. Yeah, type. well, they were forced to because their forward pack was not the biggest. It, it wasn't yeah. a traditional premiership-winning forward pack, so I think it's not that their forwards weren't good, but they didn't have that imposing dominance. And we talk about how defense wins premierships, yeah. and you know, winning the middle, so to speak. The Tigers didn't do that. They yeah. um, they had to be you know fast, have that X factor about them, and yeah, you know, they they conceded points, but they scored points too. And in the end, they scored more. They obviously scored more points than the yeah. than the they were versing. They yeah. went on to win the premiership. So yeah. yeah. Um. There's also this interesting thing I found about Benji. Um. It was posted on the sit. Um. By NRL physio. It just kind of mentions his first few years in the league, how many um injury troubles he had, and like he's obviously overcome them. Um, so in 2004, he suffered his first dislocation. This was in his shoulder, left shoulder, in round four. Uh, he returned in round 10 to dislocate it again. Um, and then he dislocated it again in round 13, went, underwent uh, reconstruction that ended his season. Um, so he comes back and then to his right shoulder, he injures it in preseason, um, suffers minor dislocation in round 16, has an operation on that at the end of that year. Um, then in 2006, in round five, he misses three weeks because he dislocates his shoulder again, his right shoulder. Um, in round 16, uh, oh, then he dislocates it again in round 16, which ends his season. Has an operation to repair ligaments. This is still on the right shoulder. 2007, 2007 dislocates shoulder in round eight with small fracture as well. Undergoes mid-season surgery. Um, so he had a reconstruction in uh, 2007. And then 2008, he had a full shoulder reconstruction at the end of the season. So, yeah, one injury to his left shoulder and about four to his right shoulder. And this was all in the span of four years. So for him to overcome that, especially in 2008, and then two years later, he's in 2010, probably widely considered one of the best players in the game at the time. 
um, goes to show how kind of hard he's worked at his game. And um, a lot of players, and that can end a lot of players' careers, that many shoulder injuries back to back to back. So uh, he's definitely faced adversity and um, he's come through the other end, which is good to see. I'm glad you bring up uh, 2010 because that sort of the year, I think, I, I'd agree, a lot of people think Benji was at his peak because it was where he, he was still using the flick pass and the yeah. and the step, but it wasn't as often, and he, and he sort of developed that game control more, and he, yeah. he kind of became a blend of himself in 2005 and Scott Prince in 2005. Yeah. It was that perfect yeah. blend, nearly. I, I remember, um, oh, I think it was against the Eels. I think it was... Oh, it was either oh, it was 2010 or 2009. I think it might have been 2010. And there was this um, oh, was it against Roosters? I don't know. Either way, um, yeah, he was just kind of running. And like, if we're being honest, I've watched the footage back. There's probably no need for him to flick pass in the position he was in. But that's just the type of player Benji was. He was an instinctful player. Flick passes it. It comes yeah. through. And um, yeah, it was an awesome try. I'll send you the link so you can watch it after. But um, yeah, it was a fucking hectic try. So. Um, yeah, that's just the, he was just full of confidence, and um, it was kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of refreshing to kind of see a player like that, especially considering how many robots there are in the game that kind of just go about their job and just that's what they do. So it was good to have a player like Benji kind of running around. Yeah, well, I think now we'll get to the big question at the end. He's he's definitely a Hall of Famer. He'll be inducted yep. into the Rugby League Hall of Fame. And if he's not, it's an absolute joke. Um, but the big one. There's been a debate back and forth. I have been on both sides of this argument in the past. Now as I grow, and yes, maybe it's a bit of a nostalgia and think back, I, I, I think I'm sort of set in what I think. But Cooper? Yeah. Uh... Does Benji Marshall deserve to be named an immortal? Uh, I don't know. It, I'll probably lean towards no, even though I hate to say that. I really do hate to say it because of the impact he has had on the game. But I think um, if you kind of put Benji in that immortal status, you look at the other immortals, if I'm being honest, career-wise, accolades-wise, etc., etc., it probably doesn't compare, to be fair. Um, like, I wouldn't put... And I know they're not immortals yet, but I wouldn't put Benji in the same category as a JT or Cameron Smith, probably Billy Slater as well, and the um, or a Darren Lockyer and the immortals that are already there. So I, I don't think he will be. Um, but if he was, I would not complain at all. I think the impact he's had on the game is big enough to make him immortal. But if you're just looking at the player alone um, yeah. and not considering the impact, I don't think he's done enough to be an immortal, unfortunately. I'm going to say yes. However it would sort of change the meaning of being an immortal a little bit because as you brought up, it wouldn't just mean that being an immortal is based off purely off of what the player has done on the field, consistent success, consistent form, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It would also take into account other variables. And this is why I'm for it, but we can't go too much into that section. Otherwise uh, we'll end up having some very questionable players uh, being named an immortal. So because I believe, I genuinely believe Benji Marshall was the most influential rugby league player of all time, 
and he had the biggest influence on the next generation. And if not for him, there would not be as many rugby league supporters and rugby league players that are our age playing the yeah. game today. You just look at uh, on um, on the Footy and Froffies podcast I was on the other night. Uh, one of the boys brought up how when the Panthers played the the Tigers last year, it was the first time a lot of the young yeah, you know, Jerome Lewis, etc., had versus Benji Marshall, and they yeah. were fanboying over him after the game, and like li- they were lining up to get a picture with Benji because yeah. he was the reason they started playing. And and now yeah. those guys are premiership winners, and they won a grand final against Benji. It's crazy, but yeah. his influence is so big that that has to be recognised yeah. as one of the biggest impacts in the history of the game. And I believe for that. He deserves the recognition of immortal status. It's weird if he becomes yeah. an immortal. It's sort of like he he should be in his own his own subcategory, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and he's also a, a great player, one of the great players of his generation too. Um, so it's not to say we're putting in a bad player who happened to be influential. We're, we're talking. We're still yeah. talking about an absolute gun. But, oh, it, yeah, it, it's a very. It, divisive one i know people yeah. who say yes people who say no there's probably more people who say no than yes and i get that but he needs to be recognized for his in- influence on the game in some yeah. way the only way i can think of that is a model because he's already going to be a hall of famer purely based off of his on-field talent he deserves yeah. to be a hall of famer yeah but in terms of a model i think of that and another argument i'd put forth someone else who's one of the first immortals clive churchill right we obviously didn't grow up watching him. We just talked yeah. about who the influential player of our generation was. I wouldn't put him on the same level as Benji, and it's hard to go back to the 60s. But if there's someone else, well, sorry, I'd say 50s, early 60s, and then he went on to, to become one of the great coaches. But going back and doing some research on Clive Churchill, I actually did a school project on him um, yeah. back in high school. And the research I'd done and the footage I was able to watch, he changed the game in terms of the way it was played. Yeah. It was and, and it's crazy to think of now, right? But back in the the 50s and 60s, a fullback's job was purely to receive the kick and then kick the ball back. It was like rugby. Their, their yeah, job, rugby yeah. yeah. Their job was to kick the ball back. Clive Churchill was the first fullback who ran the ball realistically yeah. and did it consistently and it'd throw defenders off guard because they would go what the hell he's running the ball yeah. the little master zipping through if not for him doing that do we get billy slater do we get yeah. Calum? do we get latrell mitchell do we get yeah. tom trebovich james sesco etc if not for the way he changed the way fullbacks played and it also changed the way the game was played because defenses then needed to just absolutely uh redesign reconcept how they were going to combat fullbacks because players started to copy Clive Churchill and we are now where we are today yeah. with fullbacks and the way that they play and, you know, yeah. the excitement of the fullback, um, arguably the most popular position, it's fullback, halfback or 5'8 or hooker. It, it's got to be yeah. one of the spine, but um, the most popular position arguably and that wouldn't have happened if not for Clive Churchill. So we talk yeah. about an immortal who's in there Obviously, he's t- he's talent as well, but in large part because of his influence. Yeah, there's yeah, already something in there. Yeah, who's in there because of their influence? You know what I mean? Yeah, I could definitely a hundred percent see it happening again. Like I'm on the, I, like I said to you, I lean on the side of no. But if he was inducted as an immortal, I would 
not be complaining and I'm, I'd, I'd be happy if anything. Something I'm not happy about is, and I'm I'm not a South fan, I'm an Eagles fan, but I've got a soft spot for South, as you know. I still wish he retired as a Tiger. I think it was good that he had another year in rugby league. I don't wouldn't have liked to see him retire the way he did at the Tigers. Um, but I wish the Tigers kind of hung on to him because it doesn't really feel right he's retiring as a bunny and not a Tiger. Um, but it is what it is. And it's crazy to kind of see the way he revived his career because the couple of years he had at the Dragons, to be fair, they weren't amazing. And then obviously he went up to the Broncos, um, played really well, and went back to the Tigers. And that's kind of when Benji kind of came back into his own. And yeah, I was actually at the game. I was at the South Sydney v Titans game when Benji was playing in the centres. Um, they were wearing their blue jerseys and he probably had the game of the season for him. Um, that game, he was throwing those hectic passes. And um, I don't know if you remember the pass. He was kind of like running out and like threw it like that, like back infield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like right in front of me. Like I, it was perfect vision right in front of me. So, um, yeah, he's definitely going to be remembered as one of the greats, 100%. So. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame that he's retiring, but all good things have to come to an end. Yeah, well, before we finish up, you've actually reminded us something I wanted to bring up about Benji and why he's so great. I spoke a little bit about how he sort of found that blend of the, the flick pass play, but also the game controller in 2010. When he first came back, for whatever reason, it seemed he tried to revert to that sort of Benji of old, if you will, yeah, and it just I wasn't worth it during his entire time at the Dragons. But it's when he got to Brisbane, and I hazard to guess that Wayne Bennett would have been the one who sort of revealed this to him and uh, was a huge influence to Benji and this. And, you know, Wayne Bennett's impact on the career resurrection of Benji Marshall can't be understated. But when he went to the Broncos, that's when he redeveloped that game control. And and instead of blending it, he went all in on the game control and absolutely reinvented himself and... He was he was coming off the bench most of the time, but he was great in yeah. 2017 for the Broncos. Then in 2018, went back to the Tigers. Uh, 18, 19, 20, I believe he was at the Tigers. And he went all in on this game-controlling role. And, and it helped a, a Luke Brooks, for example, who won Dallium halfback of the year in 2018. I know that he probably shouldn't have won it, but he still had a good year. And a lot of that was because Benji was able to control the play yeah. And that, that's the reinvention that Benji had. And I'm glad he, he was able to reinvent himself because if not, then I don't think he'd be in the conversation for an immortal as at all because his on-field talent and longevity just wouldn't have been able to match up enough for that influence he had on the game to get yeah. him there. But I, I think it possibly has now. And a big reason is, is his reinvention as well, his, his career yeah. resurrection. And that continued at South. But at South in his last year, um, he was able to... Um, to bring the flick pass game and a bit of that um that side step back as well and it was good to see in the in the uh, twilight of his career but still how he was able to go from the flashy ball runner with the x factor to the game controller um yeah what well, it's it's a it's a massive credit to him but um Coop, yeah. do you have anything else to say on the topic of benji marshall uh, i think i've had I think my piece pretty much covered it all um shout out to benji um obviously we rambled on about how he's what he's done for the game and um he's definitely changed it for the better i probably i mean i i feel like even subconsciously i picked up stuff benji didn't try to do it without even saying oh, i'm trying to be benji it's just because he's done on the telly i've just subconsciously started doing it so um yeah good on benji and he's had an awesome career so um 
yeah. Yeah, well, I think that'll do us for today. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, please uh, leave a comment and give us five stars. If you're listening on, excuse me, Spotify, had to think there. If you're listening on Spotify, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and leave a comment. I've got to remember that off by heart. It's it's Spotify with the subscribe. It's Apple Podcasts with the five stars. I don't want to get it mixed up. Um, so make sure you go and do that. And hopefully you enjoyed uh, this. If you're watching on YouTube as well, I hope you enjoyed it uh, watching. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you listened on either of those platforms, and we've got some big stuff coming up over the next week. Uh, the quizzes haven't been around for a little bit. Um, had those going on YouTube. Those will now be on the podcast feed, but I'll be taking a clip from it to put on YouTube so you can watch. And then the link to those will be in the description, just like uh, if you're watching this on YouTube now. And we've got three guests coming up next week. On Monday, we've got the Rugby League Guru, of course, massive uh, Rugby League social media page. I figure he's called himself the Rugby League Guru. Surely he gets 10 out of 10, so I want to get him on for that. On Wednesday, we've got recently retired, unfortunately due to concussion. You'll like this one, Coop. Former Toronto Wolfpack and Lee Centurion. Lake yeah, Demav, um, as he likes to be known. Um, Australian halfback who had himself a nice little career over there in uh, the English game, but also in Toronto in Canada. And on Thursday, we've got a fan, and it's a bit of a famous fan. It is the shirtless Titans fan. Yes, I've got him coming on, and I'm going to be chucking a few questions about the Titans at him to see how much of a supporter he really is. Is. So I've got the shirtless Titans fan, of course. You remember from that game against the Warriors, um, celebrated like crazy, and it was at the Chooks game as well. But other than that, exciting things coming up in the next week. So make sure you tune in, and we'll see you guys.